Good evening. This open meeting of the Franklin Board of Health is being conducted remotely consistent with Governor Baker's executive order of March 12, 2020. Due to the current state of emergency in the Commonwealth from the outbreak of the COVID-19 virus. In order to mitigate the transmission of the COVID-19 virus, we have been advised and directed by the Commonwealth to suspend public gatherings. As such, the governor's order suspends a requirement of the open meeting law to have all meetings in a publicly accessible physical location. Further, all members of public bodies are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. The order, which you can find posted with agenda materials for this meeting, allows public bodies to meet entirely remotely so as long as reasonable public access is afforded, so that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will feature public comment. For this meeting, the Franklin Town Council is convened by telephone video. Aye. Right. 
away from the serve there, and the setbacks are still not um, in, within compliance. So the building commissioner is working with, um, with that situation as well as myself, so stay tuned to the next one. Um, 834 West Central Street property update. Uh, I did speak with the owner, one of the owners last week, um, and they're still trying to make a decision whether they want to demo or sell. But in the meantime, they have boarded up the back of the dwelling, and so it is secure. So they are in compliance as far as that is concerned. Um, and then 71 A and B North Park Street update. Um, the building commissioner had a meeting with both attorneys, where they both, uh, both of the owners of the condos, agreed upon a rebuild, um, and so. Building pressure is just waiting for um, a, a plot plan, um, and uh, we'll be moving forward uh, with that property, which is a relief. Um, and the um, Attorney General's office was out here last week where we conducted uh, an inspection. Actually, this is new business now, um, where we inspected a, a new dwelling at 1025 West Central Street. That is probably one of the worst properties I've seen in a real long time. So that's our next uh, property that we're working on. Um, and that, that's it for old and uh, an update on a new property. Does anyone have any questions for Kathleen? No, thank you, Vendors, and we're calling themselves mobile food trucks, but 
once they meet those, you know, they have a catering license and they can demonstrate through safety, um, the guidance is then to allow it to happen. They still have to have commissary based cooperations. There are still things they need to do. Um, but as long as they meet those minimum requirements to demonstrate through safety, um, and they're not, again, they can't store Where we run into problems with people have seen in the past is that people will store food in their home, et cetera. As long as they're utilizing the commissary based cooperation, um, they're moving the guidance from CPA uh, has been to go ahead and, and permit as long as permitting them under that under either a caterer or a temporary event, however, whatever word you want to use, um, if they're doing the right thing, it's great. They don't want these things to go underground and become more problematic. Yeah. So not be licensed, not be permitted. So they can demonstrate, again, thirsty, um, they can pull our certified protection manager, allergy awareness, they have a commissary, they have a basic operation, they have a campaign. Um, they're not doing crazy active food prep on site, but then the guidance has been to you know, allow it to, to, to happen. And I think that hopefully they'll cover that if it's upcoming green because there is a variety of you know trailers, pizza, you know, pizza trailers being pulled, et cetera, across the state. Um, <laughs> cargo containers, shipping containers being rehabbed and reframed into sort of these temporary food event type structures. So there's a lot. And I'm, I'm assuming COVID probably allowed for some of the, the, the relaxation and some of the interpretation. Yeah. But the guidance has been, if they can demonstrate and meet those food safety standards and protect public health, then the hope is that, you know, you, that they would go ahead and allow. Now, obviously, if they can't meet those standards and they can't prove A, B, and C, then they shouldn't be allowed until they either do so or if you find that they're not compliant, you can obviously revoke whether it's a caterer or mobile, however, whatever word is used. But the guidance has been to date, if they can do it safely and, and they're meeting those, the intent and the spirit of food safety, then um, it, they can sort of operate. How are we making sure that they're meeting, you know, the health codes and stuff with these pop-up tents? <laughs>
um, communicable diseases, COVID cases. Um, I ran a report yesterday on the 31st, so the numbers are still subject to change. Um, for May of this year, we had 417 cases versus 230 in April of 2022. We're still performing rapid tests um, for some people at the Franklin Senior Center and giving out the remainder of our home kits to Franklin residents. Um, still continuing doing COVID-19 and other communicable disease case investigations. I put some graphs on your papers too, just showing the breakdown in age groups for the month of May. Also, if you want to just look at per month, and this is from January of 2021 all the way until May of 2022, just to go and see the cases in each month. These are confirmed and probable cases that are reported in Maven. These are not necessarily home tests, so um, it, it could vary a lot at this point with how many people are doing home tests. A lot of times when we call people, it'll be one person is positive in the system and the whole family has it, and we give guidance on that still for people. Influenza, so far 78 suspected and confirmed cases reported in Maven through um, from August of this past year until May 31st. Lyme disease, since we're already starting to see new cases of Lyme disease, obviously spring and summertime is when we start seeing the ticks out. Um, started doing educational presentations at the Franklin Senior Center and the Franklin Public Library. Um, regarding Triple E and West Nile virus, Massachusetts Department of Public Health starts testing for Triple E and West Nile virus in June to October, so they haven't started the sampling yet, so there's um, no cases so far reported in Franklin. Regarding Central Park Terrace, um, I did a blood pressure clinic on May 1st, and they had uh, healthy eating bingo on the 11th of May, and we are also starting to work with the Franklin Food Pantry. We're trying to initiate a mobile food pantry, a mobile food clinic there to help the people in the area. Uh, meetings that I went to for the month of May, on the 19th, I went to the Massachusetts Public Health Nursing Conference in Southbridge. Um, I also attended a MEMA, the Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency meeting this month, and still continue to do the bi-weekly local boards of health webinars. And now with summer coming up, starting to help out summer camps with um, immunization screenings. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have you?
still do occur. Yeah. Um, secondary, it's a secondary type infection that has been linked to COVID. Um, so I'll send you that uh, infographic when I get back to the computer. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely and then, send it. Had any questions um, from our uh, older population that may have had like COVID rebound after taking the Pfizer approved medication, or is that not necessarily popping up? We have talked to some people about the um, the, the having the COVID rebound, especially when they're taking um, the Paxlovid. Yes. Um, and DPH actually, they talked about it in one of our local webinars on guidance to give to those people if they do get rebound new symptoms, basically to re-isolate yourself. Yeah. Unfortunately, but they are seeing that in some people. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, we, you hear about it once in a blue moon and people having some questions like a week or two after the symptoms that they're starting to feel the symptoms again and the guidance at this point is if you are getting it again to re-isolate because they, they are seeing it with some people, unfortunately. Do they test positive again when they start showing symptoms? I don't know if these people are retesting themselves at home. Usually, you know, what it used to be after the 10 days, you know, you, you'd have some people who would continue to test yourself, but they would say after the 10 days, your chances of being infectious are minimal. But now what they're seeing with this rebound COVID is that if you are starting to get bad symptoms again, that you should just re-isolate. Unfortunately, with a rapid test, you may continue to test negative and obviously with the PCR you can continue to test positive for weeks um, so that's why they're telling people to re-isolate until they feel better and even now even newer guidance just came out May 25th from schools like the DESE and EEC um, guidelines for children that was my next question for you if yeah. you got that guidance awesome thank you yeah they they changed it again <laughs> yeah they're much more lenient yeah, so now there's no um, quarantine if you are in close contact, um, if you have no symptoms. Oh, and just to wear a mask, yeah, for the 10 days, if you can. And just an update, too. Um, um, DPH has given out free uh, home kits again, based on our population. And so, <laughs> this is not definite, but uh, based on our population, we could possibly be getting over 6,200. I think it's a great idea. You know, people. People are still calling us. We don't have so many left. We don't have many left, and a lot of people are still calling now that they know that we're there. And um, you know, there's more than just a few people in a household nowadays. So they are they are needed still. I think. Well, we'll see how many we get. Okay. All right, Bridget. Awesome, thank you. And that like dovetails very nicely into the next report, which is our heavy. See you later. Bye bye. All right, thank you. Um, so I'm still updating the Franklin dashboard every Friday with COVID-19 cases, vaccinations, and deaths. Uh, the last week of May, from the 19th to the 26th, Franklin had 72 positive COVID-19 cases. Uh, vaccination rates were at 77 percent, and there's been one COVID-19 related death in the month of May. Uh, May had 417 uh, cases, and the last week um, cases decreased 24% uh, uh, from the week prior, so hopefully we're seeing a downward trend, but these are all just confirmed cases, not um, at-home tests. Um, but the Franklin Health 
department did receive some at-home kits. Uh, I've handed about three-fourths of the kits, but there's, there's still about 15 left available for Franklin residents. Um, I also send out weekly wellness updates through email and text. Um, to residents signed up for Regroup every Wednesday about National Health Observances to raise awareness about important health topics. This month, educational content and awareness went out about mental health, Lyme disease, skin cancer, and stroke awareness. Um, there was a healthy eating bingo at um, Central Park, was it Central Park Terrence? Mm -hmm. um, it was successful and we plan on doing one on uh, June 20, 22nd about summer safety. Um, I also created a story map to educate the community about water safety such as E. coli and green, blue algae in the ponds. It'll include the E. coli reports of Chilson Beach and preventive measures to take when visiting lakes and ponds. Uh, we're still calling COVID-19 um, in communicable disease cases, answering questions, giving guidance, and reporting data into MAVEN. Um, in the beginning stages of working with the GIS coordinator and specialist in creating a system for residents to use uh, for access to health information, services, and more. And I'm also working with other local regional epidemiologists in Massachusetts to gather information on missing data needs to serve our communities on things like communicable diseases, chronic diseases, mental health, substance abuse, health disparities, and more to bring to the state hopes to get more up-to-date information, um, data that includes demographics and town-to-town -town information.
historically don't meet um, in July because of the holiday. Um, any any thoughts or concerns or do you want to meet a week after? Where are we at with that? Well, I mean, really, we can skip a month. Um, the only thing about that um, is that come July 15th, um, the open meeting law that allows remote goes away. Um, so I would, I think that's something the board would want to discuss whether, you know, they're going to be here in person for producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. 
And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.